1: hey waffle gang i do hope you're well my name is mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories and if you do love a reddit story why not consider hitting a like that subscribe maybe that notification bell too as i always say it massively helps out and it truly truly does so please don't forget that and let's crack on with today's first story much love guys now today's first story is titled i slept with an old flame during a work trip and my husband has no idea I met Dee in the 6th grade, science class to be exact. We weren't really friends for the first couple of years of knowing each other. We began talking more around the age of 13 to 14 and immediately clicked. We had a shared interest for a particular hobby and once we bonded over that, everything else snowballed. We started to develop feelings for each other but due to my immaturity at the time, I never really agreed to officially date. I will spare the details but unfortunately, we had a very painful falling out and by the time high school came around, we were no longer speaking. We did eventually reconnect, but that was followed by several instances of going back and forth between the inseparable to no contact. It was always rooted in Dee's inability to be my friend because he still had romantic feelings for me, and it made things difficult for him. Dee moved across the country not long after we graduated high school, and any contact we had going forward was always virtual. We finally got to the point where it seemed like it was possible for us to be just friends i got into a long-term relationship and d was dating other people as well my long-term relationship turned into a marriage and i've now been with my husband m for a total of six years after a couple of years of being married feelings for d began to resurface we would talk and text all the time there were a lot of flirtatious messages being sent several times i found myself wanting to cross the line completely. He and I had never been together sexually and I found myself longing for that sort of encounter with him more and more. I think we both knew what we were doing was wrong. At that point, it was pretty much a case of emotional cheating. So we went no contact again and stayed that way for quite some time, until recently. I got a new job last year where I had several opportunities to travel for work. I was recently asked to go to Phoenix for a two-month assignment. Phoenix is where Dee lives. I hadn't seen him in 10 years which feels crazy to put into words i fought myself not to reach out but i couldn't help it in the end i surprised him by showing up to his job he owns a small cafe there's a couple of things i collected over the years that i always wanted to give him understandably he was in shock to see me standing there in the flesh and i can say i practically felt the same way seeing him i couldn't really get a read on how he felt about seeing me after so long But I gave him the name of my hotel and told him I'd be in the restaurant at 5pm if he wanted to catch up over dinner. He came and we had such an amazing time chatting, reminiscing, laughing. Two hours flew by and I didn't want it to end. I asked if he wanted to come hang out in my hotel room for a while. I told myself that it was possible for us to just enjoy each other's company without crossing a boundary. But deep down, I wanted to take it a step further. We hung out for a few more hours, drinking and laughing. Eventually, we got tired. I laid down to close my eyes for a few seconds, and he did the same. We inched closer together until we were basically spooning. And after a few minutes of laying like that, I could feel him getting hard. I was incredibly turned on, and I really couldn't resist. I turned around and kissed him, and I'm sure you can guess what happened next. It was honestly the best sex of my life. I can't even describe what it felt like having him inside of me for the first time. Everything about it was absolutely perfect, from the pace, to the rhythm, to the foreplay, everything. His hands on my body felt like electricity i never orgasmed like that until i was with d from then on we saw each other almost daily we continued to sleep together and each time felt just as good if not better of course in the back of my mind i felt tremendous guilt knowing that i was betraying my husband in the worst way possible but it just felt too good to stop even writing this out now makes me feel a certain way i got home from my work trip three weeks ago my husband doesn't have a clue as to what went on in Phoenix. I know I should end things with M, but I'm scared to actually do it. I've built a life with him here, and I know I'm an absolutely shitty, disgusting person for what I've done. I've already been asked to return to Phoenix for another two-month assignment, beginning in September. I've tried to reason with myself, but in the end, I know I'm not going to be able to resist seeing D again. And in the comments, with Slug says, Amazing how shitty people are. Makes me think of my ex-wife and her affair. Years later, I'm remarried, but I still have issues from it. The funny thing is, it will never work out for you with D. It will pan out into nothing. And there will never be trust in your new relationship. Good luck. Just know you fucked your husband over for years and years. Good for you. Striped Honeybee says, OP, you're a terrible human being. You're probably not going to read the comments that say you are, as you want justification for your actions. And not a lot of this community will give it to you. Your husband deserves better, and I hope he finds out and leaves you. You probably would love that. Him leaving you so you can play the victim. But I hope it all comes out and your husband takes half of what you have. And then there was a lot of comments going down the same path, and a couple mentioning another post that OP posted in the MIVA Hall subreddit, a day or so later. And the story in itself in some ways is unrelated to what we just read, but we're going to read it anyway because some people in the comments were connecting the dots and cross-posting from one to the other about the affair in the Am I the A-Hole post. So OP asked in this next post, they said, Am I the A-Hole for not mixing pasta noodles with the sauce? And says, My husband and I had this ongoing debate for the entirety of our relationship. When he makes pasta, he will mix the noodles and sauce together straight away. When I make it, I leave the noodles and sauce separated until just before serving. If there are leftovers, I will store the noodles and sauce separately. Although each of us have our preferences, we typically leave it up to whoever is doing the cooking to decide how the sauce slash noodles will be served and stored. I recently came back from a two-month work assignment, and my return also happened to coincide with a bunch of my in-laws coming into town. My husband wanted to host a dinner at our home for his family, and I asked if I could take on all of the cooking i'm normally the one to do most of the cooking in our relationship i enjoy it and i would say that i'm pretty good at it objectively better than he is i've been complimented many times from many different people over different meals i've made however i am by no means a professional and i've never been asked to cook for such a large group before i wasn't totally comfortable with taking on that role for this occasion and plus i kind of wanted to chill and be lazy for a while after being away for work for an extended period of time but my husband really wanted to impress his family so i begrudgingly agreed i ended up making several different dishes one of those being a bolognese sauce with pappardelle noodles i made sure to plate it up really nice and topped it with freshly grated parmesan cheese and basil everyone seemed to enjoy it later that evening my husband pulled me aside and was clearly unhappy that i hadn't mixed the noodles and sauce together his reasoning is that he and his entire family prefer everything mixed and that I should have made it according to their preferences since I knew that. He said it made no sense to make it according to my preferences when I was the only person out of 15 that liked it that way. I told him, if it were really that big of a deal, that he should have taken on all of the cooking. We went back and forth for a bit and I finally said, if I'm the one cooking, then I'm going to make it the way that I think is best. I don't care what everyone else's preferences are. That irritated him even further, and he basically expressed that he thinks I was being rude and inconsiderate. It's not like I ignored anyone's dietary restrictions. There were none. Cooking a multiple course meal by yourself for a large group is a lot of work and the fact that he had the audacity to complain about noodles and sauce is beyond irritating. It's been a couple of weeks since this happened and I haven't been cooking our dinners as I normally do. I told my husband that since he seems to be such a picky eater, he can figure it out himself. Am I the a-hole? And at first, people in the comments were like, lol, he's complaining about something so small when you made a whole entire meal for 15 people. Not the a-hole, and he needs to practice some gratitude. Another one replied to that saying a whole ass meal for 14 of his relatives after being back home after two months. I'm guessing she probably had to parent clean the house too. And then people started to twig on what was going on in the background so another one replied to that and says she spent those two months cheating on her husband having the best sex of her life after fantasizing about this other guy for years and initiating it all hard to feel anything other than disgust for her especially when she's already planning on going back for another work trip And there was many comments like the next one who was saying not the a-hole originally, then turning it to you're the a-hole and saying you are desperately searching for ways to have fights with your husband, hoping that he gets fed up enough to be the one to leave you. And you will be spared of the guilt of not being the one to have destroyed your marriage and could go to Phoenix and have your HEA with D. Edit, I didn't realize what your work trip was. Two, you were just trying to seek validation from strangers on the internet on how your husband is so ungrateful so that you go and cheat on him again in two months in Phoenix. it will probably make you feel less guilty for doing so. And one more comment who realized something was going on and said you're not obligated to change the way you cook to please anyone else. Not the a-hole for not complying with your husband's cooking style, but damn, definitely the a-hole for being a dirty cheater. If you want to have sex with someone other than your husband, divorce him and move to Phoenix to be with your sex king. Don't subject your husband to a wife who does not love or respect him. No one deserves that.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: And Opie comes back in with an update who says, Tomorrow afternoon, I will be telling my husband that I want a divorce. We spent six years together. And in the beginning, I never would have dreamed of being with another man. It started in the bedroom when he was unwilling to listen to my suggestions for things that would make me feel good. Instead, he would become offended and act as though he knew better than I did for what would be pleasurable for me. I tried talking with him about this several times and each time he would get upset and act like I was attacking his manhood. After a while, I just gave up completely and continued faking orgasms to make him happy. When I started feeling more like his mother than his partner, the sex got worse. It was all of the stereotypical stuff having to pick up after him constantly, being the main one to cook and clean, and so on. He's gotten incredibly lazy over the years. We don't go out anymore. We don't do date nights. His main thing is chilling at home and watching TV or playing video games. I'm fine with that, but I also want to do more sometimes. We are both lucky in that we have well-paying jobs. I've expressed on numerous occasions that I have dreams outside of the corporate world. Dreams that have the potential to come into fruition within the next couple of years, so long as I continue being smart financially. Although he tends to be very lazy and lethargic at home. He's very much into the work grind culture. And because of this, anytime I talk about my wants and desires for the future, he immediately shuts them down as being stupid. I've tried reasoning with him about some of these things over the years, but he just doesn't seem to get it or understand how I'm feeling. The emotional cheating started about a year and a half. We began having issues in our relationship. I knew what I was doing was wrong and eventually went no contact with the person whom I was cheating with. By chance, I recently got sent on a work assignment that happened to be in the same city as the person that I was cheating with. We saw and slept with each other repeatedly over the span of two months during my assignment. It was quite literally the best sex of my life. This person was an old flame, if you will. We've always had a strong emotional connection, but it just never really worked out. Sort of a right person, wrong time kind of thing is someone I knew from long before I ever met my husband. Obviously, I should have just initiated a divorce as soon as I saw the issues in my marriage weren't going to get resolved. I've struggled with the idea of walking away from this relationship because I remember what it was like in the beginning. Completely perfect in every way. I've held out hope that maybe things could return to the way they once were. Not only that, but despite the issues, we've built a very comfortable life together. Nice home, nice cars, financially comfortable, pets. I know what I've done makes me a terrible person. I should never have let the affair with my old flame get this far before ending my marriage. But in all honesty, I should probably feel worse about it than I actually do. All the times my husband has disregarded my feelings over the years has created a sort of numbness in how I'm feeling over this whole situation now. I've already been called a whore and a slur by randoms on the internet, I get it. But I think it's rare that cheating situations are ever truly black and white. I'm not really sure of what i plan to do after the divorce is finalized but i can feel a huge weight lifting off my shoulders but now i'm going to turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below let's move on to another story and our next story comes from the am i the a-hole subreddit from unusual piece 6878 and asks am i the a-hole for labeling all the bottles in the house because my adult children are idiots (laughs) I have two of my children living with me. One has graduated from college and the other is a junior. I have to purchase medicated shampoo because of a scalp condition. It is by prescription and it is expensive. It also comes in packaging that is meant to be stored upright. Not on its side and definitely not upside down. My daughter has her hair products in the shower and I do not touch them. My son also keeps his Axe body wash slash shampoo slash conditioner slash woman repellent in the shower. I also do not touch it since I have zero desire to smell like a high school locker room. I keep my shampoo in there as well since it's my house and I can keep my shit wherever I want. For some reason, the two of them cannot understand that not all packaging is meant to be upside down. They have already wasted an entire bottle of my shampoo by storing it upside down after they touched it for some reason. It all dripped out the spout, which is not engineered for that. I talked to both of them and I explained that they should not touch my stuff and if they accidentally tip over my shampoo, it was meant to be stored with a lid at the top. I came home last week to find my shampoo leaking out of the bottle again, upside down. I ordered 500 stickers that say, this side up, with an arrow pointing upwards when the words are upright. And I put them on everything in the house that might leak, with my shampoo being literally covered in them. I had friends over last weekend and they noticed that the relish, ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, etc. were all labelled. My kids were embarrassed when they explained why. They think I'm an asshole for putting labels on everything since they only fuck with my shampoo. Since it is an $80 a bottle, I said I would take off all the labels if they agreed to pay for my shampoo. Thus far, they have declined. An absolutely... Not the a-hole to me. I think that's a perfect solution to something like this. You know, you've told them before, but they continue to be wasteful with your products. I don't know if they was using it. I mean, why would they be turning it upside down unless they were just literally pissing around with a bottle? And you've told them about it before. This is $80 shampoo. If they don't want to be embarrassed by labels, simply keep the bottle the right way up in the first place. You know, consequences and all that. And I will tell you on this one, OP was voted not the a-hole. Many of the comments saying the exact same thing. Prescription shampoo is expensive. You know, this is consequences of their own actions. Some people call in OP's actions slightly petty and others saying it's like peak level parenting. But what do you guys make of this situation? What would you do in it? Do you think it's too petty or not? Do you think it's the right level? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's have another story. This next story comes from Long Jumping Peach 597 and says, Am I the A-hole for blowing up at my husband for sharing pics of our daughter's birthday celebration, resulting in my family finding out about it? Ever since my brother passed away at the age of 17 on his birthday, my family decided to never celebrate birthdays ever again. It was mom and dad's decision, but because of how much the family loved my brother, extended family decided to do the same and stand in agreement with this decision. My husband would refuse to follow this decision and kept celebrating his birthday. Me and the family didn't say a thing about it since he's not blood family. But when I first got pregnant, the argument about celebrating our daughter's birthday occurred. My family advised me to just not celebrate her birthday since she's the baby and won't even remember anyway. I agreed but my husband threw a fit and insisted that we celebrate our daughter's first birthday. I caved in eventually, but told him we'd have a small, secret celebration so that my family wouldn't find out. He agreed. The next day, I got a call from my mum, and she was so upset saying that my word meant nothing and that I have no respect for my brother's memory, nor the family. I asked what she meant and she told me she saw the birthday party pics my husband posted on social media. I was too shocked to even argue. I hung up and went straight to my husband to confront him about it. He got defensive and said that he didn't need my permission to post pics and that he wanted to show his family the birthday celebration pics since I insisted we have a small, secret party and exclude them. I explained to him how this made me look bad and a liar to my family, but he said they can get over it and called my mum Snoopy. I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure if it's meant to say Snoopy or maybe it is Snoopy. I blew up at him and we had a huge fight about it. He started sulking later and said I ruined the memory of our daughter's first birthday for him and verbally abused him with how I lashed out. But I solely did it out of frustration knowing that what happened caused a massive problem between me and family. Now he's expecting an apology from me. Am I the a-hole? And in the comments Colt says, You're the a-hole and your family. This is out of control. This is an insane thing to agree to concerning people who weren't even born at the time. Your children and husband did not consent to this. It honestly sounds like your family might need some therapy all around. It's sad someone died, but the living should not have to pay the price for it every year. Birthdays are about celebrating the life of the person born that day, not about the death of a person born a different day. E.T.A. I bet your brother would be appalled this was his legacy, telling everyone that their life isn't as important as his. You do look bad and you are a liar. You should have stood up and said, we celebrating the life of my daughter to your family. Go and apologize to your husband. Steel Guitar says you're the a-hole and so is your birth family. Whole generation should not be made to mourn someone they've never seen, and neither should it be binding on a descendant's brother-in-law or niece. I'd suggest you tell your family you're finally done mourning your brother. Your daughter is entitled to have her birthday celebrated. I can just picture in five years the lovely conversation you'll have. I know your schoolmates have birthday parties, birthday cakes, and birthday gifts, and you can't have one. That's because your uncle's dead. Jesus Christ on a Triscuit. Triscuit? (laughs) It's time to stop the madness. One more from Defop who says you're the a-hole. Your brother's memory is being kept alive by conflict and resentment. Is that really what he might have wanted? That his remaining family would never again celebrate a birthday, and that they would shame people for doing so. I would be asking Zeus to loan me some lightning bolts if I were sitting up on the clouds and watching this unfold. I'm sure the memory is painful for all of you, but insisting that nobody in your family ever celebrates birthdays again is deranged. Cultures around the globe have been celebrating birthdays for millennia, and now you're being shitty to your husband who didn't really do anything wrong, other than not being willing to capitulate to insane demands from his in-laws. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Absolute crazy one at the end here. All I could think of is what this poor child will go through growing up. You know, someone that they've never met. And like that last comment said, I always think about what that person, the person who passed away, would have wanted. And how would they view what they're doing in his memory, no one having birthdays. I'm 99% sure this person wouldn't have wanted that. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved down in the comments below with each other and just showing your love to one another as well. It's absolutely amazing as always. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with the videos. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love.